right, real quick before we start. Did you guys see the tech? Did you see the Wimb- Wimbledon thing this weekend with the booze? Nope. No. So the one guy, not uh, not Jokovic, uh, he's like complaining to the judge. He's like, "This is fucking Wimbledon. Like, it's the biggest tournament. Like, she keeps talking during my backswing." And the judge is like, "Okay, okay, which lady is?" And he's like, "The one over there that looks like she's had seven hundred drinks." <laughs> <laughs> and then classic move they escort her out of the arena and send her back 15 minutes later with a bottle of water <laughs> oh. sober up lady right. yeah that was the australian guy right what's his name kirigos yeah yeah that's it yeah. right how do you yeah. pronounce it yeah well then i felt bad as they interviewed they talked to her later she was like no everybody hates him i was trying to give him support it's like yeah, we're well not during like the match when he's like about to hit a ball. <laughs> it's the only time he could hear me, <laughs> right? Yeah. Morgan, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? A cherry bubbly? Is that the official beverage tonight? Oh wow! Look at that. Yes. <laughs> wow. A cherry Michael Bublé. Wow. Oh my Hold god. On. I, I go like through, to call it Bublé. I go through. Yeah. If I'm not drinking beers on the weekend, I rip through twelve packs of soda water. Yeah, this is this is the one that's like it's less perfumey. <coughs> I dig the uh, the bubbly. Yeah, I also just like the action of cracking a can of something, and drinking it. That's true. Boys, <laughs> well, Ted, you know I'm a Soda Stream guy, but you are. Fear not. Oh, <laughs> what's that? A shot oh, of bubbly drops. Yeah, the the cherry bubbly drops. No way, got- hey, dude. All right, so we're officially sponsored tonight. We're uh, <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's too, yeah. I saw I saw you take a sip. I was like, I recognize that can. Yeah, and I had like a, I had a battle in my head too with this mini fridge back here. I got a whole bunch of beverages in there. All right, and nice. And then just I just saw it, and I'm like, you know what? I think I want a cherry bubble. There we go. I, I obviously grabbed it for a reason. Little kick. <laughs> Uh, all right, ready to rock here, Matt? Yep. Good day. You are listening to a podcast, but this isn't just any podcast. Just any podcast couldn't do this. All this. What the? This is the podcast starring the Ted. Starring the Ted. Start the starring the Ted Smith and Cobb. The podcast starts. You better wear a helmet now. All right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host this here, podcast, D Ted Smith, the greatest podcast in all the land. All the land. Uh, to the left of me, because there is no cob this week, you got uh, Matt, comic producer, MCTP. What's up, Matt? Hey, Ted. Great to see you. Good to see you, too, man. Sorry I missed you this weekend. I uh, had another bout with the COVID. Super fun. This is the uh last year we talked about Cobb and I talked about we went to uh Brody Nation Music Festival. So today on the show we have uh which is coming up this weekend by the way. Uh still tickets available, but we have the uh the, the man that started the festival, Morgan Hammond. Morgan, welcome to the podcast. What's up, buddy? How are you? You know, I'm all good the to be here on the podcast. <laughs> I've been on some podcasts before, but not the podcast. So this is a this is a big uh you know, this is a, a part of my life I'm going to mark in the yeah, book. Yeah, and a lot of podcasts sure. and radio shows, there was like, nobody listens. That's why we've deemed ours the greatest podcast in all the land. 
<laughs> I, I dig it. Uh, so I thought last here, year, Brody Nation was was awesome. Uh, I, I think you could tell me and uh, Joe and Cobb had a very fun time. Yes, met you got new, Met some new friends. Uh, That's what it's all about. Yeah. Uh, tell people like where it is, how you got it started, because it's a good story. It's a long story. Oh, well, I mean, hey, it's your segment. Many different details here. Um, well, it is held at the property I was born and raised on in Carnation, Washington, on the Tolt River. Um, we call it Club Tolt. My father had lived there for 52 years, um, bought the property in 1970. And ever since that, I mean, that's basically where it all, it all started. And my dad was a very hip, um, iconic hippie figure in the Carnation Duval, lower Snoqualmie Valley area. Um, he went by a hippie Henley hen house. What's his name? He had a lot of different names. Captain chicken was one of them too. People called him hen Henley. Captain chicken. Yeah. Is that because he raised chickens or is that just a funny nickname? No, it, it, yeah, it derives from the fact that he was a chicken farmer. <laughs> <laughs> he had a lot of chickens. There's a chicken coop there and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it used to be like a hippie com, like a hippie commune kind of for about a decade in the seventies. And, uh, there was very little clothing worn down there. Lots of skinny dipping, lots of hippies, huge marijuana plants. Um, five or six hippies living there kind of communally, you know, and, uh, and then, uh, then he met my mom, you know, and all that changed. (laughs) uh, As it does. uh, Yeah. And then I came around in uh, 1981 and he still, and then he kind of actually like started doing shows and stuff there. He did a, a 4th of July party every year, which is very popular in the community. And, you know, it was, it was live music and uh, gathering and potluck and beach volleyball. We got a beach volleyball court there, which the beer garden was on now for Brody Nation. I, I don't do the volleyball court anymore. So um, let's just say that not everybody is the greatest volleyball player. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of room for uh, injury. So I don't allow the volleyball court during Brody. Um, so we put, use it as a beer garden because why not? It's like you're drinking on the beach. And actually, that, you guys, uh, do you you guys same, seem to like it. I was going to say, do you have the same guys from last year for the beer garden? Yep. Three Bull Brewing out of Snohomish. Yeah, they had some really good beers. Yeah, they got they got some great beer. They got a good operation. So, yeah, it's going to be it's pretty much the same setup as last year. What you saw with the Amarillo barbecue out of Monroe. They're going to be doing the food and the beer garden there with um, Three Bull. But uh, anyway, back to the story of club toll then so yeah basically what i was saying is you know i grew up around celebration and community and music and and hippies and and art there's always a lot of artists there being displayed too at the uh at the parties my dad used to do and and uh, that's just that's what the property uh was created for and that's what he he uh he did with it was make it a, a community gathering place for people to come and, you know, create positive memories at and share in the love of music and environment. Cause the environment, I mean, we're on the river, five acres, it's heavily wooded area, very green, you know, uh, you're out. And I mean, you feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere. 
I, I was I was kind of blown away that like as much as like all the areas have built up around here, like Carnation, you're right. Like it's it's close, but you do feel yeah. like you're out in the middle of nowhere. And it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not far. It's only 40, 45 minutes from Seattle. Um, and then, uh, you know, you saw all the wood statues there. We got about 200 wood carvings, I, I'd guess. <laughs> I haven't counted all of them. Just something <laughs> on the list. I am curious on how many are there, but there's got to be 200 or so. And uh, they're adorned all over the property through the trails, going to the river, to the second stage. And they're all over the stage. I mean, they're everywhere. You saw them. And that was all done by one man named Kenny Chapman, who was a a local Lower Valley guy, born and raised here, woodcarver. And uh, he actually passed away about four years ago. But he used to live on the property multiple different times. He lived there. And then but it was it was uh, his main place where he carved all the statues and then he'd put them out around the property and people would come and do the tour and either buy a statue or they, they wouldn't. And, you know, or they'd request something from, so it was a yard art gallery. It used to be a known as that as well. And so that's where we got all the statues. Cause now I've been realizing that it's kind of like Kenny Chapman's museum in a way, you know, it's just, it's all his art is all there. Well, and when you're walking from stage to stage or down to the river, like those statues are awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, they're a very unique feature of the property, you know, that you don't, you don't see on a lot of properties. So we're very blessed to have had Kenny Chapman be a part of the history of that property. Cause it's, you know, it's taken it to a, to a different level for sure. And uh, then, and so fast forward to Brody, then uh, 2006, my buddy, Tell him, tell him why Brody. Brody. So the name Brody comes from, <laughs> I used to live in uh, Tucson, Arizona in 2004. Two of my buddies played football down there. So I went down there for a semester of school just to do something different. And there was uh, the running back on the team was my roommate, Aaron O'Neill. It was his roommate. My buddy, Aaron O'Neill was his roommate. Um, and his name was Quentin. And he was from like Southern California, I think. And he used to call everybody Brody, like instead of dude or man or, or buddy, it was, right. hey, what's up, Brody? Hey, Brody, you know, pass me that Brody. And uh, so I thought it was hilarious. And so it kind of just caught on with me and my buddies that live there. And we, uh, we, I moved back. I only did a semester there because you know I grew up on, a river with trees and fresh water and stuff. And Arizona doesn't have that. <laughs> so <laughs> I, uh, I, I came back after a semester and, and then the whole like Brody slang basically caught on with my entire friend group. And we just started calling each other Brody's. And uh, then when we came in 2006, we came up with the idea to have a band out at Brody nation. And uh, well, it wasn't, we didn't have, we didn't name it yet out at the property. And I'd had bands there in like high school and stuff and had some pretty kick-ass parties there when I was younger, but never like, you know, a designated party with, with live music. And so we wanted to name it something. And we went through like Toltstock and Valley Palooza. I think we were trying to, you know, make a play off those famous names and uh, something to do with the Snoqualmie Valley. And none of those sounded right, obviously, because those both sound stupid. So <laughs> we, uh, my buddy Aaron, he called me, Aaron O'Neill, who lived down there and was Quentin's roommate. He called me one day because he knew we were trying to think of a name. And he's like, dude, I got the name. And I'm like, all right, what's the name, buddy? And he's like, Brody Nation. 
And I don't know. It just was like, all right, dude. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, because last year we didn't know. And then we went and Joe was like, hey, man, I found out. Like, they call it, it's like a term of endearment. Like, bro. I was like, no shit. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think it's like one of our dog's names. Or some people (laughs) think my name's Brody. Like, that's my last name. They think my name's Morgan Brody. Um, or it's like a Nick, they, they all think it has something to do with me or my dad, but no, it is. I mean, really it started out as a big backyard party and we had four bands and the headlining band was the mob law who was a pretty big band back then in Seattle. I've seen them. Yeah, no, they, they, they were kick, kick ass band for sure. But, um, you know, and it was basically the gnarliest backyard party you've ever been to. And that's what it was for a majority of the beginning years. You know, we did two a year there for a little bit because after the original one, we did July 4th, 2006. Uh, it was so much fun that we easily threw to, you know, we threw together another Saturday in August with a few bands and we did Brody nation part due. Yes. <laughs> we did all the original Brody's with like um, letters in different languages. So there was like the third one was Roman numeral three. The fourth one was uh, Quattro. The fifth one was like five in Japanese. All right. <laughs> I, I, mean, I have I no even idea how to pronounce it, but we yeah, used to I wouldn't even know what it says. Yeah, it's just this is a symbol. There's number five. And then, uh, yeah, but then we like stopped, we stopped doing that eventually. Um. But then in 2013 is where it really changed. And it was all or had a large part to do with uh, Dave and Michael Stedman, who uh, we were talking about earlier. Um, he was the front man for the Stax Brothers, which is a band, uh, an amazing, you know, blues, soul kind of rock band from Seattle. It's been doing it for years. He, uh, he'd played Brody Nation multiple times. Him and I had been working together since 07. And we became real good buds and have a, a wonderful working relationship as well as a, you know, personal friendship. Um, but he came to me in 2013 at festival and, you know, came up to me. It's like, dude, you, you realize that this could be so much more than like the gnarliest backyard party ever. And I'd never really thought about it beyond being, you know, a, a big party for me and my friends. And then we started talking about it that off season and we decided to make a, a lot of changes. One being a, a second stage down at the river. And that year it was just a small acoustic, you know, solo duo stage. It wasn't anything big. And then through the last eight years or so, it's become the river stage. It, for example, has become a full stage. So we have full bands yeah. down there now. And then uh, the multiple day thing too. We did Friday, Saturday for quite a while. Like I said, in the very beginning, it was just Saturday. And now we've, you know, we're doing Thursday night, majority of the day, Friday, Friday night, Saturday, Saturday night. And Sunday afternoon and Sunday afternoon came about really from 2018 where uh, there was a bunch of people there still on Sunday hanging out. It was a beautiful day at the river and, you know, we're all swimming. And I was like, man, well, we probably need music for this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you and can always add music. Yeah. And there's no shortage of musicians that want to play either. So we've reached that point as well. And David really helped out with that too. David always gives me a few suggestions every year bands that he thinks would be a good fit. And we kind of work together on the bill. And I mean, I, I book a majority of it, but he definitely has played a huge role in uh, what Brody nation's become. Yeah. I saw today. Uh, who was I talking to on Facebook? Maybe Eve. 
Clark, is she doing a acoustic on Thursday? Who? Eve. Eve. Clark. No, I don't think so. Oh, all right. I'm screwing up my music. I know it's a local musician. <laughs> like I thought it was her. Maybe it wasn't her. Eve Clark's good too. Shout out Eve Clark. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know if I'm familiar with her, so let's uh let's connect. <laughs> I should also mention uh, with the Brody Nation uh, Music Festival coming up this weekend. So I went last year. It was the first year I went. I just went for Saturday during the day. But also, like, I like that it's not massive. Like, there's not 100. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. who was there? 200, 300 people? There's about four or 500 people usually every year. Right. There's about 300 paying attendees. And then there's, you know, another 100 people just in bands. Because this year we have 40 acts, which is more than i've ever done at brody and you know i don't i know everybody except for the sound guys are probably going to be stoked the <laughs> well the other thing too is it's so easy to navigate from like stage to stage and like yeah it's i mean it's all set up it's been like i said dude this is this property has been designed over five decades you know like it, it doesn't look anything like it did when i was a kid like it's in a way it, the festival is growing too you know, every year it gets a little bigger and new things are added, but also the, the property too. every year is we do something new to it and it's kind of evolving as well. It's, it's a very, everything about Brody is very organic, you know? Yeah. And I think kind of what you're saying along with what, along the lines of what you're saying is, um, yeah, everything's very close. Uh, and yeah, there's not, it's not a huge festival. Like what I did an interview a little bit ago and it was brought up where that's one of the things that I hear a lot about from people is the fact that, you know, you're the musicians are hanging out with you. Like you're partying with the musicians, they're swimming in the river with you. They're, you know, talking story with you. They're, they're there. They're at the beer garden with you. And sure. None of these musicians that I'm booking are like, you know, uber famous or anything, but still like it, the musicians too. I think they, they like it be, because of that same, that same idea is that they, they feel like they're not just musicians there. They're, they're there experiencing the same thing everybody else is experiencing, you know, cause I have a green room, but none of the rarely well, the musicians hanging out in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's something too, is like, like I got there during the day and like, there's, there's a vast amount of like ages and like yeah. people and stuff, but like everybody was so cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't even like star Wars. And like, at one point I was down on the beach, I think swinging a lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> See, the Brody got you, dude. You got Brody. <laughs> right. Well, that, the other thing I was going to say was, uh, yeah, like people were super cool. And then I also like just the way, like, it's hard to explain. Like if you've been to bigger festivals, like like Matt and I always go to Meltdown, and yeah. that's pretty established and this and that. But I, I like that, that, like I like that you were using like uh, PVC pipe to like yeah. seem like benches, and I'm like, oh yeah. wait a minute, this is just PVC pipe and chairs in here. Mm-hmm. I was calling it the VIP section, and I was like, oh, yeah. do you have tickets for this? And people were like, yeah. I need tickets for that. I was like, sorry, <laughs> I am just messing with you. No, you don't need a ticket for this section. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, the PVC bench. I know what you're talking about. That's been there, Ted, since I don't I've I feel like it's been there my whole life. That bench is like 20 something years old. Yeah. 
Oh, um, man. that's like I'm saying, like the whole like the property never ends. Like it's it's continually <laughs> gaining stuff for years. People would just bring stuff down to my dad and leave it there. They'd be like this. Henley needs this. I'm going to take it down to Club Tolt. It needs to be at the property. And so, you know, well, I think that bench was one of those. Somebody was just like, hey, I have this. Do you want it? And my dad was like, yeah, of course I want that. Well, <laughs> add it to the arsenal of random chairs and benches that we have. That's so funny. That was like a highlight for me. Yeah. Like we, like we, we posted up early and then like, yeah, like every time we come back, we would just talk to whoever was sitting there and like messing with them, like in a good way. But I mean, huh? it was, it was so much fun. And then also every time you go to a stage, like you could see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely see. And another thing that I think is beautiful about Brody Nation is there's no cell phone service. It's very spotty. So you yeah. don't have people holding cell phones up, you know, recording the whole thing or live streaming. And, you know, people are kind of off the grid in a way. It kind of reminds me of festivals, you know, 15, 20 years ago before everybody decided they needed to record every song on their phone that they're never going to look at it ever again. All right. I was going to bring that up. Like I get it. I'll take a picture too, but like yeah. people film video. Like, yeah, I, I don't like if Matt said Matt went to see Limp Biscuit uh, a couple months ago, right? He said it was a great show. But uh-huh. like when I see him in person, I don't need to be like, yo, show me the video. Yeah, nobody does that. I hope you wouldn't because I didn't take any. Yeah. Because you're a respectable concert goer. Been to too many. My phone would run out of memory very yeah. quickly. I think. I think it was maybe Ben Shepard uh, from Soundgarden. I saw them and he was like, put your fucking phones down. <laughs> yeah, seriously. All of them should do that. Or they can be like Bob Dylan and make you check them when you come in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I go back and forth on it because I'm like, I get people want a picture of it and this and that. But yeah, like people like video. I mean, even on Facebook, let's be honest. When I click through yeah. pictures, like, I'll click through somebody's pictures and be like, oh man, that looks fun. But I never watched the video of the show. No. Like, I don't know. It's not this. And also, it's terrible audio. It's terrible audio. And then if you're like at a, like a big time music festival, like EDM festival, it's like those lights do nothing if you're not there yeah. in person. Like, yeah, I get sure. how trippy and awesome it looked in person, but like yeah. it doesn't come across in a goddamn cell phone. No. No, there needs to be some festival goer etiquette. People need to revisit it. <laughs> All right. Let me ask you this too. As, uh, as somebody that runs a festival, yeah, it, does it annoy you when a lot of times like, and look, I'm part of it. I work for the corporate giant, but it's like, Oh, this festival, it's like, well, there's no camping. It's not, I feel like the term festival gets thrown around way too much now. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely agree with that. A festival to me is, yeah, it, it involves camping. It involves live music, you know, art, stuff like that. But it, it, I, I think it's got to be multiple days. Yeah, I'm with you. Multiple you know? days, and you got to be camping. And, and yeah. frankly, you got to have some of those uncomfortable moments too. Like the tent's hot as shit. Mm-hmm. Like the sun's bearing down on you. Yeah. Like, nope, you got to no, get can't up. Be perfect. Right. Go swimming in the river. Get your life. Yeah. And that's like, that's one of the biggest, um, I don't want to say complaints, but uh, things that I don't have is RV parking. And that some people are bummed out about that, but I can't really do anything about it, dude. Cause you know, you saw the property, that's what it is. So you gotta, you gotta be willing to camp it out for a couple nights. 
Yeah, and I think we got like the last parking spot. And then that's the other thing. We get like the last parking spot, and here comes the shuttle bus, and it's Levi. Like, I love yeah. that dude. Yep, Levi Lyon. <laughs> yeah, from Lyon Park. He's like shuttling you over to the festival. Yeah. He's like, what's well, up? We, what's going the on? Last, last year was the first I got reacquainted with Levi, because in 2000, I want to say of seven and eight, he was the sound guy at Brody Nation. No kidding. Like the early ones, yeah. And, uh, you know, so we knew each other since back then, but I don't know. I don't know. You know, through the years, we just kind of fell off each other's radars and didn't really talk at all until last year. And then I got reacquainted with him and, uh, yeah, had him come out and do the shuttle bus. So that was amazing. It was really cool to have, you know, him back on the property too and back being a part of it. And, and he'll be back this year too. Yeah. And with that said, even the shuttle bus or not, I mean, like we walk back to the car, like that's what I'm saying. Like it's not, it's not too far. It was a nice yeah. advantage having them take you, but mm-hmm. Levi just has a good energy too. Like we were already hyped, yeah. but then we took a two minute bus ride with him. And I was like, now nah, I'm yeah. super hyped. Yeah, dude. No, I heard that a lot from people. They're like, dude, that, that shuttle bus gets you pumped. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Cause it's a party bus <laughs> shuttling people. Well, Migs and I would take that, uh, take the lion pride buses out to Spokane for his beer, yeah. uh, beer league hockey tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, we would have, like raging. I remember we had a party on that bus one night and Steve, Steve goes, we got to stop the bus, man. I got to pee. And I go, stop the bus. I go, dude, we've been in the parking lot of our hotel for about two and a half hours. Just in here partying. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's one bus has like the DJ booth in the back. And like, he had no idea. He's like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, dude, just get off the bus and go to your room. You can pee. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> Uh, do people need to pre-buy tickets? Can they show up on Friday or Saturday? Get, give them the info. So, yes. Um, BrodyNation.com has all that ticket info, has the lineup on there, has galleries of pictures of previous Brodies and all that, jazz, some videos. Um, as far It's spelled B-R-O-D-I-E. Lots of people like to do the, the Y, so got to get the correct spelling out there. That's like um, Facebook too, Instagram. It's all on there. What's that? I said it's the one thing I spelled correctly. Brody. Oh, there you go, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Were you saying? Oh, yeah, there's a uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um, yeah, there are tickets available still. They've been moving actually pretty pretty good here in the last week because that's how we roll as a society is last minute. <laughs> well, that and the weather's nice. Yeah, and the well, it is. It's I don't know. You definitely doing this business, you you realize a lot about just society psychology kind of and how we do it here in the Pacific Northwest and how much the sun actually like gets people actually moving, <laughs> you know, because yeah. once I'm sure once people saw the weather report, I'm sure that had something to do with it. And people were like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going now. Oh, for sure. it's not good for a festival producer. Cause you know, I want to know early <laughs> how many people are going to be there. <laughs> what I'm looking at here, but it never turns out that way. So, do you cap uh, yeah, it? There will, there will be tickets at the door as well. All right. Do you cap it or no? Um, no, we've never really capped it. It's always been around like the biggest Brody we've ever had, I think, was uh what was uh 2017 when Aaron headlined. And right. that was that was probably 550 people, including you know, that's guests bands their guests people working the festival all that 
Yeah. And I would also tell people too, like, if you've never been to a music festival and you're thinking about going to one, like, I, you know, I don't want to be all that guy, but there is something about listening to real bands like you have yeah. in the woods. Yeah. Like, it just sounds better. It's cooler. Like, there's plenty of shade. Like, I, you know, like, I'd highly recommend people if you're thinking about, like, I don't know, go out Saturday for the day. Just go check it out. I mean, it, it was, I was blown there's, away here. There's, there's some, uh, some of the best. Pacific Northwest musicians we have are coming out and uh, every year there's a, there's a massive talent pool that I'm blessed to be able to showcase on the property. So yeah, Saturday has almost 20 bands alone on two stages going simultaneously. Yes. I feel like last year, like in the afternoon, we were just walking from stage. Like I started on the river, had some fun. And then it was just like stage, 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 stage. Well, they're, they're spaced out to where basically you can catch 30 minutes of one set on the main stage. And then you can go to the river and catch 30 minutes on that stage. Right. Cause who was the Around one up. band? Who was the one band down on the river stage? I want like trying to describe their music. It almost sounded like they were from new Orleans. Right? Uh, like Kind of like bluesy Kate, like, the sun was still up and you were like, dude, you gotta check these dudes out. But they they Oh they, Miles Miles Harris trio. Yes. That's yeah. exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah, Miles is uh quite the impressive young Seattle musician. He lives in Bellingham, but he'll be playing on Saturday this year too, but with his full band. All right. And his right. full band, I just had him at the Carnation Fourth of July celebration and they rip, dude. Did they? They rip hard. I mean, right. it's, it's, say, you got any? Uh, you got any other events coming up? You want to? You want to pimp? Oh, uh, dude, I got so many shows to pimp out. <laughs> <laughs> so more people uh, need to understand. Morgan is probably one of the busier people I know. <laughs> like yeah. every night, like I'm always impressed when you're. It's just like Tuesday night. You're like these tacos are great, and there's a show mm-hmm. about the carnation. I'm like, damn, he's always on it. Well, I'm trying to bring, you know, I, it's been a goal of mine to bring music out to the Snoqualmie Valley. This is where I was born and raised. This is the community that made me who I am, you know, and uh, from Duval to North Bend. Um, so that's been a big focus of mine in the last years, especially since I stopped drinking. And I really kind of uh, refocused my whole life and my whole trajectory and, you know, my goals for my company and in this music industry. But yeah, I mean, this summer I have Monday night shows at the Carnation Cafe, which I've never done a Monday night show. And that's been going very swimmingly. Uh, I'm also doing some Thursday night shows up in North Bend at Volition Brewing. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, too. All shows all over the place. Uh, MorganHenleyPresents.com has my full schedule on there right now, what I have. Nice. And then also you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, too. I try to keep the shows up there, but I mean, Brody Nation is my biggest one. I mean, this is the big one, the baby of the summer of every summer. And then uh, the festival Mount Sai coming up on August 13th. That's North Bend's like city festival. We got some awesome bands playing there. And then uh, also Snoqualmie Day or Snoqualmie Day is sorry. And that's the August 20th weekend. So back to back Upper Valley Festival weekends there. And then, you know, the Duval Tavern, I'm doing a, Summer series there every Saturday from seven to nine p.m. Um, also, Summit of Snoqualmie, Summit West. We're doing a music series from four to six p.m. every Saturday till Labor Day, and those shows up there, 
I mean, the mountain people, dude, they love music. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I wish every community was loved music as much as the mountain people. What, what show do you go see? Like you're always producing stuff <laughs> and everything. Like, so, is there like something this summer that's like outside the box. Or you're just like, actually, Oh, I'm oh you mean actually, that. you know, going and experiencing something that I don't, that I'm not putting on. Yeah. Like, just like, I'm going to go see this show. Well, I do Timberfest every year, which is the artist home guys, Kevin, sir. They do an amazing uh, festival out here in Carnation at Tolt McDonald Park. And that's the weekend after Brody. So I go there, you know, and they, they, uh, they treat me real good. And I get to see somebody else do it and learn from them as well. And, you know, they've become really good friends of mine, that whole Timber crew over the years. And so that's a weekend I definitely look forward to because I don't have to go far. And it's, it's basically in my backyard. Is that relaxing? Or are you sitting there the whole time taking notes in your head? A little bit of both, but I try to, I try to relax for sure. And I'm scoping out new bands. I mean, I'm, I'm always working if I'm at a show in a way, in a sense, like I'm always taking in input and ideas and trying to learn as much as I can from, from whatever show, but I do enjoy shows. I'm going to the black keys on October 2nd. Nice. Yeah. Climate pledge. So I'm stoked for that show. Uh, what else do I got here? Actually, I have my calendar right here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go see uh, Swedish House Mafia in September, Climate Pledge. Well, that sounds like a good show. Yeah, I was I was joking around with my buddy, and we have a we have a mutual friend, and his company has like a box. So we saw him like a couple months ago, and I was like, hey, I never hit you up for tickets, but Swedish House Mafia. And he's like, who? <laughs> like, Swedish House Mafia. I'm like, they haven't toured in years. And he's like, he comes back like two minutes later. He's like, yeah, the ball says it's fine. He doesn't even know. And then he goes, the boss says it's fine. You just have to schmooze a little bit and have some cocktails with the boss. It's like, I think I can handle that. Yeah, I think I can do that for tickets. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to Whiskey Myers, too, the record company. I'm going to Ben Harper at the Gorge on September 24th. Nice. So I do, you know, I do pepper shows in there, and that is kind of like my relief (laughs) (laughs) throughout the madness. All right, I got a question for you. What about what is the Monday night show crowd like? At the Carnage Cafe? Yeah, I always wonder. I'm one of those people like Monday. I just feel like Monday when I'm done with work, I just want to come home and chill out. But I'm always like, yeah. but like Joe and I used to have a little tradition. We'd go get like two or three beers after work. So I'm like, mm-hmm. do people get rowdy on a Monday or is that no. more of a like winding down the weekend and joining? No, it's, it's just uh, it's acoustic, you know, solos, duos, trios. All right. So it's not like super, you know, amped up. It's not a full band. And it's outside in the beer garden patio and 6 to 8 p.m. too. So it's a dinner crowd kind of. People come down and have some drinks, some dinner in the sun, listen to some tunes. (laughs) Uh, All right. So once again, uh, Brody Nation Music Festival coming up this weekend. Uh, Go online or buy tickets. And like you said, you can still get tickets at the door if you show up. Yeah, they'll be the same prices online too. But the tickets online shut off, I believe, uh, uh, Friday at noon. All right. All but right. You can buy at the what, door. Time, what time Friday? Like, if people are getting off work, is there a... Is or there no, that's my bad. Thursday at noon. They shut off. Oh. Sorry, so, I forgot we're doing Thursday night. <laughs> so if I get off work Friday, what time do I got to make it out there? Like, what's the cutoff to actually still get in on a Friday evening? Oh, we're not going to... We're not going to turn you away. All right. But um, <laughs> the last band, I mean, music's over at 
basically 1 a.m. on Friday. We have a late night river stage performance, but the main stage is over at midnight on both nights. Friday. All right, All right cool. But there's, I mean, there's, like I said, there's 40 acts coming out. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's a pretty incredible amount of music. <laughs> uh, all right well let's take a break here and we'll come back and uh we don't have cops so we'll pretty much do a what's mattening and then uh i don't know what matt and i'll talk about all right we'll be back oh, thank you bud yeah man appreciate it we just have to stop somewhere and put in a commercial but we don't really <laughs> who's yeah. what's what's the commercial we don't know. That's the problem. So sometimes it's for like a university. Some like we have no idea. Our company just makes me put put a stop like in there, and yeah. then it, it automatically just throws an ad in there. All right, welcome back, and now you know how we like to thank our sponsors. Uh, so again, Cobb's not here. Matt, you were up here this weekend. I missed you. I had a uh, COVID. How was it being back in the Northwest? Uh, it was a lot of, it was interesting. I mean, it was a lot of fun. The weather was great. Um, I was still a little cold as some people heard, uh, at the you were probably freaking freezing. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it was nice. It was a nice little winter getaway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, it was cool, you know, to, um, I, I was definitely excited to see everyone, you know, and we made good, efficient use of our time with seeing people and hitting the spots that we missed food wise. Got Ethiopian the first night. You you eat Ethiopian, Ted? I don't know that I ever have, honestly. I guess mm-hmm. I guess we're just kind of doing what's happening. Just go go for it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I led you into it, then I'm like, wait a minute, I didn't I didn't even say we got to check with what's Matt and him, but we're talking about it. I have I'll not put had that in here. Yet. I'll put that in here. We'll leave in the explanation. <laughs> it's going to be we're great. We're it today. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt hey, hey, what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matt. Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Uh, before we get to what's Matt Hey, hey what's good? What's Matt? Whoa. Check out what's Matt um, yeah, so Ethiopian food, not right. not your jam, right? Per se. I mean, I just haven't had it. I think you might like it. It's got a little bit of flavor to it, but it's not like super spicy, any of this stuff. Um, right. And the Central District Union has like 10 of 10 amazing restaurants. Um, and we have a favorite. You could text me if you want it. But, you know, Ethiopian food, it's so fun because you eat it with your hands. They give you injera bread which is like like a you would it looks like a bigger tortilla but like almost like like little holes right yeah yeah and you just tear off a little piece and then you grab some meat you got some vegetables and you just shovel it in there and it's like so satisfying what's the meat is it like lamb they have different ones but yeah they they have uh lamb they have beef they have some other I forget the other ones, but you can, I always get the beef, the meat combo or the, the vegetable combo. Um, yeah. Different places have different combos. Like it's, it's a very, it, it's all really good, but I, I love it. It's fun to eat. It's all delicious. And you know, you can split hairs over, well, that place has the better 
veggie combo because they give you this uh, you know there's like slight differences up and down the block on on union there on, in the central district so all right yeah I, I would definitely advise checking it out at some point it was great all um, right cool there's absolutely zero in palm springs greater greater regions <laughs> you gotta get like pretty far into la palm springs isn't the most ethnic region in the world <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, it's a hole in the market, really. If any Ethiopians want to come here and set up shop, like I will spread word as fast as I can. <laughs> uh, we do have an iHeart Mac and Cheese now, though, in downtown Palm Springs. I've never heard of that place. So they are a chain. I don't know how many locations they have, but they got the Mac and Cheese game down to like, like a Qdoba. Like, All okay, right. what kind of mac and cheese you want? What do you want in your mac and cheese? <laughs> um, and then they got options for you. But I had the best of both worlds because they also have a banging grilled cheese menu. And then they do uh, grilled cheese with mac and cheese and pulled pork inside of it. And I did that before we left. So, you know, that's, that's worth mentioning <laughs> um, as a quick little aside. Are you looking them up? I'm looking at it right now. A baked mac and cheese sandwich with slow-cooked short rib, white cheddar cheese, American cheese, finished off with barbecue sauce. So good. Goddamn, that looks good, dude. <laughs> dude, so when did we move here? We, we moved here in uh, October, but it was like last June. We saw we went it was when we discovered the 420 bank. We like went right. to downtown Palm Springs and they had just opened and we were like, This place, this place is magic. And then we walked out and we saw iHeart Mac and Cheese had a sign that's and it said coming soon. But they literally just opened. So like it was a full year of anticipation, including me taking it as a sign that we needed to move here, right? And like figure it <laughs> out like over a year. Um later it's like oh here we go finally so yeah we made it happen um finally and the line was like long right and the employees were they're a little short staffed and it was taking forever and like two people in line two groups in front of us left because the line was taking so long and i was like i've been waiting for over a year for this place like what the hell is 20 extra minutes i'm just i, I can smell it now <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the biggest uh, mac and cheese and like grilled cheese person, but there's a great food truck up here that uh, the grilled che- what's it grilled cheese experience? Oh God, yeah, yeah they they have some legit ones. Yeah, yeah they have some fun with it. Um, didn't they do a KISW event back in the day? Yeah, they did Red Fest. Red one Fest. Year. Okay, that's that's where I had it. And then uh, one year I was walking out of uh, Hemp Fest. And I've got like, I just got like a cardboard box, like a small cardboard box full of weed because I had ran into a vendor that was like, here, dude. And then I have a grilled cheese. I was still living in Belltown. And as, as I walk out, I don't know, I must have just had this huge smile. This cop looks at me and goes, you're not driving, are you? I go, nope. I live right up the street. Got my grilled cheese and my box. And he's like, all right, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I had to shake the box. Like, he doesn't want to know. I got my grilled cheese in my box. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and you can imagine, right? Like it's like Sunday eat Sunday after evening, like the festival's winding down. And here I just come out smiling, like, ah, what a great day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. 
Um, All right, so you, you had the Ethiopian food. What else you do? Um, taco time twice. Um, That's fair. Did you go to Dick's? Nope. All right. I go to, we were going to In-N-Out as soon as we got back. I mean, we didn't consciously be like, let's not go to Dick's. But, you know, we get, I, I eat a lot of burgers down here, man. It's crazy how much burgers and steak I eat. I was telling everyone at Camp Cash, like, I don't know. I eat a ton of red meat now. Like, it's just something about the grill. And I don't know where the burger thing came from. They're just with in and out. They're just more top of mind, um, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And they're delicious and easy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've ordered them at bars and restaurants and Red Robin. I used to always get the wraps or the BLTs. And I was like, yeah, uh, give me a burger every time. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, hit, hit the Ethiopian and taco time. Um, pomegranate and Redmond was awesome. Um, if you're on the east side, I love that place. Um, they also have a great grilled cheese and, ch- and tomato soup. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that was, I mean, we just said what's up to people and got up to Camp Cash. We, so we spent Friday kind of getting, getting stuff prepared because we wanted to, like, Jesse and Jamie always inspire us with the way they just kind of, like, have set up shop at their happy hours over the years or whatever. And we were like, Let's bring Palm Springs to the people. This was all Tyler's idea. So when I say we, I had to blow up the inflatables and, you know, <laughs> cut some you got strong lungs. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and assemble like a wardrobe rack so we could basically um, inflate a, a rainbow pool, fill it with inflatable flamingos that you could play ring toss with. Um, and then behind it, we had a backdrop of inflatable palm trees and some mountains that were glowing orange and purple because ours do that around sunrise and sunset and it's awesome and a rainbow flag behind it because we love the gays down here and there's it's, a, it's like the the gay party capital of the west coast like i know seattle's got a huge population but this is a party town like it's it's arenas road is just legendary and it's awesome well, and there's so, I was going to say, there's some legendary gay party spots, right? Like, I know Palm Springs is one, and then uh, Provincetown at the very tip of Cape Cod is another one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah they, they always are cool. I, I was wondering what the East Coast one was, because they're always, like, pretty adamant about, like, the West Coast or the, the gay party capital of the west of the Mississippi. Like, it's always very ad- – so I was wondering where the East one was. You think it's Provincetown? Oh, Yeah. Like, I remember as a kid going to Provincetown to go whale watching. And, like, when you're a kid, you just don't, I mean, back then, you just, there wasn't as much visibility. And I remember being like, what is with all the rainbow flags? (laughs) 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 Even dawn on me. That's awesome. (laughs) But, Um. yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a famous one. And there's, I know, like, it's a big, like, gay, like, town or, you know, city. And, and, but there's definitely one weekend where it's like, that place erupts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have um, our own pride month. I think it's October or uh, November or something like it's too hot here in June. So we have a Palm Springs pride month. (laughs) Just four weekends of just, you know, it's awesome. But it's mostly on the one weekend and third eye blind played last year. They shut down the whole main drag and it's uh, yeah, it's awesome. So um, it's kind of funny as you're saying that I'm looking to the left of me. I forgot I scored a Miller Lite uh, pride flag. Oh, nice. Yes, it nice. was at the, one of the bars I go to. And I was like, hey, like, 
it's July 1st. And she's like, yes, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was fun bringing, you know, that little, little taste of Palm Springs there. You know, the mountains had the windmills painted onto them. That was all Tyler's department. Like I said, I just kind of assembled some, some things and blew up some things and let her do her thing. Um, and it was just awesome to be up there. You know, people got a kick out of that. The kids loved the pool. Um, and, uh, you know, we just got to see basically everyone but you and Sean and another <laughs> one of our boys. comrades also on the COVID IR. So, um, yeah, that was uh, he was also the night's entertainment. But he was the headliner. <laughs> right, he was the DJ that was supposed to play into the night. So that was my question. Did somebody else do it? Did Jesse pull back out records? Like, yeah, what happened? yeah, Jesse spun some records um, late into the night, and then you know probably Nolan or someone turned on the Bluetooth or whatever somewhere, and you know, yeah, we uh, we made it to sunrise, or I did. Nice. Tyler made it pretty close. Um, I made it all the way through, probably about lap twenty-seven of the F one race. <laughs> and that couch they got in that garage is comfortable, man. Oh my god, I know. I because last year I went in there to watch the race and then woke up and it was over. That couch is so comfortable, dude. So, like to the point of like I've been there with Sean, where I'm like, you physically have to like the next day, like you got to sit up, like you got to stand up. And he's like, no, 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 I'm comfortable. I'm like, right, but that couch sucks you in. Yeah, that's how comfortable it is. I was like, physically stand up. And he's yeah. like, oh yeah, you're right. I'm not that tired. I was like, I know. Yeah. 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 Um, it was funny, you know, George and I were talking about staying up to watching it. And then he looked at me probably around like four 30 and was like, it's not happening, dude. And then, um, you know, I went, uh, me and Lance were just like gung ho about it. We're just going to watch the race. Yeah. Like <laughs> having a good time. And, uh, then I, uh, I fell asleep. Lance fell asleep. You know, and then I woke up and the race was over, but it was still on TV. And there was some graphic of the result of the podium, but I kind of jumbled it in my head. And later, you know, I was talking to someone, but George was there, right? So I didn't realize, oh, I'm spoiling it for George. But I, I jumbled the order up. I was like, Max won. And then it was Leclerc and Hamilton in third. And then George texted me and was like, uh, you kind of, he kind of fibbed on that uh, that result earlier, and I was like, "No way! I get to go home and watch it. I don't know what happens. How awesome!" And then I was like, "George, that's what you get for taking spoilers from a high asleep guy. Like that's on you." <laughs> well, it was funny, right? So, like, I woke up at four, and I was like, "Ah, it's four. Do I just stay up for the race?" And then I was like, "No, thirty. Yeah, so I was like, oh, I'll lay here for a minute. And then, of course, I fell asleep and I woke up at nine and I had three text messages. One was a picture of people that made it sunrise. One was from our friend Amanda. And then one was from you that just said, I remember when I used to go to bed at nine. I was like, damn, harsh. But it was, no. it was a very nice thing to wake up to. I was like, all right, they, they, you know. Oh, you were missed big time, you know, in those, in those wee hours before sunrise. Um, we actually had a bunch of people up for sunrise but you weren't there josh wasn't there it didn't feel the same um and yeah i was i was saying i go to bed at nine all the time here in palm springs because yeah. i'm just an old person but we also have a lot of coyotes down here so i i still got that energy you know when the time calls and uh 
yeah, was just channeling it. And like I said, made it through probably lap 25, 27, somewhere in there, not lap 30. Um, That's what I was telling Sean. I go, man, I was like, I was like, dad, they're going to miss me. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, the party will be fun. But it's those little moments like that where it's like the sun's up, race is on and be like, come on, boys, we got this. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, like I said, it was it was great. And it was one of those things where when I heard I heard that you weren't going to be there early and I was like, do not let that ruin it. And then I was like, you get to see that every week, dude. It's fine. Yeah. You know, just trying to be like, it's fine. It's fine. And then but like as the night goes on, you know, you're like, where is Ted? You know, <laughs> like I told you, man, when it when it hit dusk, I was sitting outside and it was like nice and cool. I was like, oh, I could put on sweatpants. Like, damn it. I mean, I was still sick as a dog, but I was like, that's that's when I like the daytime would have been great. But I'm just like, oh, that the evening time with like bands playing and music and hanging out like that. That's where I thrived. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was uh, it was a good time. And, you know, it, it was definitely uh, worth the trip. It was like it felt really cool to be able to, you know, like I never left. Um, and with that crew, you know, there's so many there's only a couple times where everybody gets together like that. And then the rest of the time, you know, it's like you keep in touch with a few here and there, the best you can and see them when you can and this and that. But like, you know, um, me, you and Cobb shooting the every week for an hour or whatever is like a pretty solid way to stay connected to our little trio of people. And, you know, um, reach out to others and and so, you know, I feel like I've done a pretty decent job staying in touch and you get to those big uh those big moments where it's like it's not like everybody was hanging out while i've been down here working my ass off and trying to build a career and a life for myself right like everybody's up there doing the same things for themselves and then we all get together at Terrence this weekend we all get together at meltdown in a couple weeks and like i can still do those things and that's that's what made me most stoked i was amped to come back to the desert knowing like Oh, that you get to come. Yeah. Knowing what I didn't sacrifice, knowing how much like the best parts, even this year where I'm like, I'm working summers. I thought I was going to be done and be off for the summer because it's pretty slow. And they're like, no, nah, we like you. You'll, you'll handle anybody that comes here. You're going to be our only trainer this summer. All right, cool. <laughs> take some vacation time. Um, when are you coming back up? The Monday before meltdown. All right. Nice. And so then I'll be there and we leave the following Monday or Tuesday. So Tuesday. So um, you know, it's, it's like, I felt like, you know, the weather, you know, I, I was like, wow, definitely feel like everyone else here really earned this. And I'm, I want to complain that it's cold and be like, hoodie season. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how that's going to be received. I know everybody else is like, oh, it's finally hot. And you're like, I'm freezing. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, it, it was definitely hot a few, at a few points in the, in that, like, midsection of the day and we were outside working on the palm springs set up friday and then saturday we set it up at terrence and you know just kind of working out in it for an hour or more at a time i started to sweat a little bit and was like all right cool i'm getting comfortable like this is nice and for the <laughs> most part it was pretty damn cold so um but i mean that's also like to me that's one of the best things about summers in the northwest is the weather we're having right now it's like 80 during the day and 65 at night yeah. No humidity. I'm just you like, love that. Yeah. for my money, you can't beat it. And the right. views, I mean, yeah. it's beautiful out here in the summertime. 
yeah no it's it's amazing it was it was great to to get the taste of it you know remind me how much i love that place and ultimately you know it's just like things are really good down here and like i was excited to come back you know and didn't feel like this anxiety or homesickness and i was kind of like what's it gonna be like i left so suddenly you know what i mean with like no notice and it was just like all right later um and then it was like I thought I'd be coming back for way longer and we weren't sure how long we'd stay beyond the first season. And now it's like, all right, let's figure this out. You know, like uh, yeah. we can make camp cash, we can make meltdown. So it's definitely a, you know, reaffirming weekend and, and really cool to just kind of pause and reflect for the first time in a while, since I kind of packed up my whole life and moved to the desert where I don't really know anyone and just let golf consume my life. Which is right. it's an interesting thing, but it's working out. I'm I'm stoked on it all a lot more after getting to see everybody and have awesome talks and you know feel really supported. Um, seeing how happy everyone was for for me and making moves feels good. It's fun to come back. Uh, yeah, I don't know, make a move down in the desert. What do you want? Like, great <laughs> to see you. <ya. laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, good. Sounds like a uh, successful weekend. Back Great up weekend. Tried to not dwell on the fact that you weren't there. Uh, mostly successful, but like I said, that like four to six thirty, two and a half hour window. It was like it was all I could talk. I felt bad for everyone. I'm like, where's Ted? And it's like I flew all this way. Where's Ted? You know, like, <laughs> I'm right here, Matt. So is that cool? Like, did you fly back for me? You you see Ted every week, right? Like. Trust me, we'll more than make up for it at Meltdown. Oh, I know, I know. So, so it's, it was cool, you know. It got me, got me amped for to see you, and you know, also reminded me, like, yeah, this, this pandemic thing is still kind of wild. You know, it's like, damn, I really thought that was in the rear view. So, stay careful out there. Yeah, so did I. That is so weird. Like, we had a we had a decent like little get together on Saturday of July Fourth weekend. Nobody else got sick. Just me and my buddy Sean on Sunday. And I was like, we didn't even leave the house. We just ordered food in because it was raining. So yeah, and, and I'll be honest with you, this this one, like I had had it before. This one put me down. Like Thursday and Friday, like yeah, I was hurting. I was like, damn. So Saturday, I woke up and like my voice was back. I wasn't hacking up a lung, and I was like, it's like ah, like you know, you start throwing. Ah, I could go up, and then it's like now if I went up there because I I just I felt better, but I was like my immune system is still super weak. Like, yeah, it wouldn't and work. like 10 steps out of your apartment is very different from standing up from the couch. Like, I mean, I didn't get lightheaded there. I could probably do this. <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what it was. I woke up on, on Saturday. I was like, all right, I could breathe a little bit. I could put that. I was like, no, 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 no. This is how we get sicker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Well, look, <laughs> as I call, we'll be back next week. I think we'll have a full team next week. Uh, Kyle was on some important uh, corn popcorn mission. I won't say where, but I was uh, very impressed. And uh, yeah, yeah, it looked good. But yeah, we'll be back next week again. Brody Nation Music Festival. Trust me, super cool, ton of fun. Go out there Friday or Saturday, even if you've never been to a music festival and you want to kind of see like what the scene is in the Northwest. Like, look it up. Go out there Saturday, man. Super nice people. And again, he's got a beer garden. There's a barbecue truck. Like. You don't even have to, if you're just going for the day, you don't even have to bring a ton of stuff. Like they, they got you covered, man. 
So awesome. bring a bathing suit though. There is a river. You know me. I, I can't see a body of water and not get in. All right. For MCTP, I'm the Ted Smith. This is the podcast. Cheers. <laughs>